Look at us. Bing bong. What? Look at us. Just look at us. Who would have thought? <laughs> Not me. I haven't seen that in a while. Actually, I saw it recently. I was like, wow. Gem. Absolute gem. Anyways. What was your day like? What was my day like? Yeah, what was your day like? Oh. It went. You know, it was just, just another one of those days. You know, they happen. Me too. They come and go. Right? Mm-hmm. Well, well, recently I started uh, keeping a journal. And it's like whenever I... I, I do it for every day. So like I have a, a journal and like I write down all the things that I did. And then it's weird going back and like looking like at, at all the days where you wrote things down and seeing what you did that day. And so you can kind of like see like either a pattern or a rhythm of things that you do on certain days of the week or like, um, I mean, I've all been keeping it for what now, like three, four months, but like going back three or four months just feels odd. Mm. I don't know. But it's kind of cool at the same time. It's like you can keep like track of what you've been up to and what you've been doing. Yeah, maybe hold yourself accountable to certain things. Yeah. It's a good way to look at it. Anyways, do you have a bear fact for us? or a I do. Okay. Not very many animals see in color, but bears are among the category that do. They can distinguish between five colors. Wait, say that again? Bears, unlike many animals, bears can see in color. Oh, they can? Yes. Interesting. They can see in color, but then... I'm sure birds can. Certain birds, different species of birds. Some Most birds will see two to three colors. I was just looking at it. Is that, is that what it said about birds? Yeah. I feel like most mammals don't see in color. Yes, most, most animals in general are colorblind. But the one... Colorblind or they see in black and white? Isn't that the same thing? No, it's not the same thing. Like you could be colorblind to like certain colors, certain yeah. shades. Yeah. Okay. Most animals are colorblind, not black and white. Okay. But the mantis shrimp has like ten times more of the receptors than us, so they can see like more color than us. Mantis shrimp. They got like HD vision. You ever thought that like there's like a color of I don't know, like brown. That isn't actually brown. It's a completely different color, but we just can't perceive it. I could see that. Because or, or like with, different shades of black. With certain colors, when they get darker, they kind of just all look like black. But like if you mix enough colors together, it just becomes one big brown blob. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everyone did that in art class, right? So you just make like this big pool of brown gross. But then it could be. It could be a different color. You just can't. We just can't see it. It's definitely conspiracy, but yeah, let's... Well, I mean, you want to start a conspiracy? You can start a conspiracy about literally anything. You can say whatever you want, because you can't prove it. I mean, certain things you can prove. Yeah, you can also disprove it. If you can or can't disprove it. So you, have to, you have to come up with something. You're going to create a conspiracy. It's like, either you prove it or you can't. If you can't do either, if you can't prove it and you can't disprove it, that's a conspiracy. Or at least that the evidence on either side isn't enough to say definitively. Like Michael Jackson likes alligators. You could ask uh, his family. Hey, did Mike? You could ask Chris Tucker. Chris Tucker was close with him. Did not. Yeah, Chris Tucker was very was pretty close with him. So you could ask Chris Tucker, be like, "Hey, did he like alligators?" And then he'd be like, uh, "I don't know." 
And then you're like, all right, we got a conspiracy. But then, I mean, how exciting is it that, yeah, Michael Jackson liked alligators? But what you could say is like, he, important information. he hated alligators. You could just say that. I feel like that's more interesting. Like, why would he, why would he, why would he hate alligators? Because they eat people. Okay, that could be one reason. But then, like, why? I mean, they're the oldest, I mean, I guess, other than cockroaches, they're like the oldest species of animal still alive on the earth. I mean, you can, okay. Not counting the marine animals that we do not know anything about that are just if down If you want to get technical about it, yeah, you can go back far, but. But I mean, there's also, there's like some stat, like we've only discovered like a very small percentage of the amount of life that's in the ocean. Like there's so yeah. much that we have no idea even exists. Yeah. And that's why it's kind of scary to me because it's dark down there. You don't know what's down there. We can't get down there. We can just send like probes. Yeah. You could send probes but then like, what's the range on those probes? Like, I mean, they got to go really far down there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and how far? Keep talking. What? What are you looking at? What's the problem? I'm getting feedback on my end. You're getting feedback? Yeah. I, oh, just, I, I think like, I think I know what it is. I think it's because my computer's kind of loud. Maybe. That might be what it is. Every time I, it picks up your voice, it goes... I think I, I kind of hear it too. Is it still there? Kind of? Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out if I'm going fucking crazy or not. No, no, you're not going crazy. I kind of hear it too. But anyway, just let's move away from that. That's I okay. hear rushing water. You hear rushing water? Yeah, if you hear rushing water and there's no rushing water, there's something wrong with your head. Like internal bleeding. Okay, well, anything. Anyways, back to... Uh, <laughs> we're talking about conspiracy. If, if you were to create a conspiracy, what would your conspiracy be? And it can't just be Michael Jackson liked alligators. Shaq dislikes Pop-Tarts. I bet he loves Pop-Tarts. Yeah, I mean, who, who doesn't, doesn't like Pop-Tarts? Yeah, I mean, who, who doesn't, doesn't like Pop-Tarts? But that would be it. Shaq doesn't. Okay, then we got to get in touch with him. We got to say, hey. We need to like, because I, I was looking at that website. You can book Shaq for like events or something. And you can try and get him to come to your thing. What if we just like... If we can't get him on for, like, a so-called podcast, like, it won't let us do that. Just say, like, hey, can you come make his birthday party? And then like, he gets here and he's like, all right, where are the kids? I'm like, no, you're going to sit in that chair and put these headphones on. <laughs> I don't think that's how it's going to work, but it's... Yeah, he'd probably show up with a few other people. Yeah, he would. Yeah, he definitely would. So. But. Yeah, I think... Actually, what was my conspiracy that I just brought up a second ago that could have been a conspiracy? I literally just talked about it right before you brought up Michael Jackson and alligators. Nothing? I'm dry. You're dry? You have no idea what I was talking about? Okay. Well. Oh, well. But I was just saying, like, I think, okay, that's what I was saying. I was just saying, like, anything could be a conspiracy as long as you can either. That, that is a conspiracy. If you could prove it wrong, it's not a conspiracy. That's a conspiracy theory. Okay. So it's a theory. About. But, but, then, but then you can prove it wrong, so then it's not a conspiracy anymore. It's a paradox. No. You don't even know what you're saying. Do you understand what the word paradox means? No, I don't. 
Okay. You want to go look at the definition of paradox? No, I know what paradox means. Okay. Let's put you up against Google. No, I'm just kidding. It's just like something or two things that like, well, it's like a, it's like a scenario. It's like a situation where it's kind of like a loop, right? Yeah. It's like a, you know, a never ending cycle, never ending loop of, of I've seen conflict those, or something like that. Meme videos where it's like, this is called the Rick Astley paradox. And, and what was like, the paradox? It's like, if Rick Astley never gives you up and like, it just like goes through the whole song basically. Like it uses the song for the paradox. So the, the song itself is a paradox. Yes, basically. He's going to give you up because the song ends. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I think that would make sense. Like, yeah, that's kind of a paradox. He's it's never going to give you up, but then the song ends and then he gave you up. Fucking meme. I don't, I don't know. But then you have to start the song over, right? If you have it on repeat, then it's a paradox. No, not necessarily. That's a conspiracy theory. What is? The Rick Astley paradox? I'm just talking out of my ass right now. I hope you know, <laughs> I hope you know that. I know, I know. Uh, hold on, I want to see that's a real thing. You want to hear me like actually talk out of my ass though? <laughs> no, thank you. Relax, relax. I'm just kidding. Jim Carrey. Oh, there's actually one funny thing. Is this a real thing? Okay, yeah, it's just a meme. It's just like... Basically, people just made a joke out of it like, if you ask Rick Astley for his copy of the movie Up, he can't give it to you as he will never give you up. But he's also never going to let you down. So that, so if you wanted a copy of the movie Up from him, anyways, that's so stupid. <laughs> that's so dumb. Oh my gosh. I can't let I look that up. 4 p.m. Wallow in self-pity. 4.30. Stare into the abyss. 5 o'clock. Solve world hunger, tell no one. 5.30, jazzercise. 6.30, dinner with me, can't cancel that one again. 7 p.m., wrestle with my self-loathing. You know what that's from? I was about to ask you, what, what the hell are you talking about? It's Jim Carrey. Oh, is that from uh, Ace Ventura? Nope. I actually, are we able to play a movie clip? Probably not. Really? I mean, I don't know. I don't know the rules. I do not know the rules. Okay, mute our mics for like 20 seconds. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, so we just sit there and laugh about it and talk about it, but no one knows. And then no one else has any idea what we're talking about. Okay, so... There's... Here's a good good, um, example of a paradox. And... This is why I don't think time travel will ever be invented because the idea of it is actually a paradox. So let's say a time machine is created and you go to the past to meet your grandfather. So you're going back in time to meet your grandfather. Mm -hmm. You kill your own grandfather before meeting his grandmother for the first time. Go back. What the, how did we, how did he die? Let's say he. Let's say you kill your own grandfather in the past before he met your grandmother. Was that the intention? Well, that, okay. that's it what creates. Matter. That's what creates the paradox. Okay, yeah. So then, your father was never born, and therefore you were never born. Yeah. So then, there was no time machine. 
See what I'm saying? Yeah, that'd be cool. Because like you, if you invented the time machine and you went back in time, you killed your grandfather, then you never existed. Yeah. Then there was no time machine. And then who was the person that killed your grandfather if it wasn't you? Because there was no time machine, you never existed. I would say it would... And then the grandfather basically lives at that point because no one killed him. But then you're born. But then you're born... And you make the time machine, and you kill your grandfather, and then you're not born. It's just it's a, a never-ending cycle. Man. So then you're not born, but then if you were ever born, you never created the time machine, you never went back in time, that means your grandfather's still alive, and then it just goes back and forth. That's, that's a paradox. How do you get out of that? That's why time travel is, is not possible. Because it doesn't make any sense. You see what I'm saying? Like it doesn't, it, 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 it could never happen. Because then what happens? You get stuck in an infinite loop. Like all the world. Maybe it's just you. Maybe you're just the one stuck in the paradox yeah, and then gonna, everyone else just goes on with the rest of their lives. I was going to say, what if time travel has been invented? People just fucked up and they're stuck in paradoxes. <laughs> what if everyone knows about time and travel except for you and me? my god and everyone's stuck in paradoxes and they can't get out of them or maybe we're in a paradox right now we just haven't got there yet (laughs) (laughs) that's what i'm saying there's no way time travel will ever exist it's like the idea like if you're if you're really gonna do that's like teleportation that will also never exist because you can't be in two places at the same time yeah well, I mean, if you're teleporting, you're traveling. There's a, there's a brief moment where you're in neither spot. I mean, I don't know if that's how that's going to work. Because, like, basically, you are time traveling if you're teleporting. It doesn't matter how far you're moving. You're still tra- you're still traveling through time. You're cutting time. You're cheating. Time. Well, you're also cutting through space, space and time simultaneously. The space time continuum. <laughs> you're just saying words. The multiverse. So, the t- time travel and Omniverse. T- teleporting is not going to exist. The universe. As much as I'd like teleported to exist because that'd be super cool what are you saying mickey mouse what are you saying walt disney how do you think i just got to walt disney because i just said words that connected to each other i don't know where you started i said the multiverse the omniverse the universe Universal Studios. Oh my gosh mickey mouse walt disney well first of all mickey mouse and universal studios are not related they're in the same idea. No. Okay. They make, it, they make kids' movies. Anyways. Oh my, I, I just well, you know what? You, I, you learned I, something I, today. Now, I, you know, I, I, now you know what paradoxes mean. I just thought of a new game. Like new game? Yeah. Okay. okay. Later. You say two words, and you have to connect those two words with as few words. You have to like, kind of like, how you were doing the thing with dad where it's like, how close can you get to this person through people that you know? Sure. Basically that, like with words, you go from lasagna to pitchfork. Well, that's the, what's it called? The Illuminati thing. I always thought that was so stupid. How everything's related. Or the, yeah. How everything's related to the Illuminati. Like you could say like, Oh, that cup sitting over there is related to the Illuminati because it's red. And then, uh, you know, sharks oh, can also yeah. be red, and then sharks uh, live in the ocean, and yeah, it's so stupid. That yeah. is the dumbest thing ever. <laughs> I hate it when I, I th- see things like that. 
I'm like, look, what are you doing? Like, what are you actually doing? You're connecting things that have nothing to do with each other. You're like, yeah, it's funny. Like, sure. Because everything can be. If you go deep enough, sure, everything is related. But we're all, then again, everyone's related to everything. So we're all just dust. It means you're related to your wife. Because, I mean, if we, you go back far enough, we came from somewhere. If, there's ever, if there was a point in time where it was just two people, everyone's related. But yeah. I doubt it would. But then as, as time goes on and the lines keep going, it. Because it gets so hatched out and far away from each other. Yeah, they get kind of far away from each other. So I mean, you're related, but also you're not. I mean, like, well, it depends. It depends how you want to define related. So, God, what? It, that would be crazy if you were just chilling with your spouse and y'all go to ancestry.com and you just go back and you're like, oh wow, we're like three generations of separated from each other. Yeah. <laughs> That would be kind of nuts. You're my mom's uncle's cousin. At that point, I think you're okay. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Well, I mean, if y'all... Mom's uncle's cousin. Mom's uncle's cousin. Y'all could meet at a family reunion easily. Well, mom's uncle's cousin would mean she's way older than you. Okay. Her mom's uncle? That's besides the point. (laughs) Who are you dating? Who are you, who'd you marry? Don't ask she's, questions you don't want to know the answer to. She's going to probably be like 85 and you're going to be as old as you are. I mean. Love finds a way, man. All right. Yeah. He was an Anna Nicole Smith that married that old man. You remember that story? She did it for money. Like, there's no doubt in my mind. Well, yeah, of course. You know, Do you know that story, how the whole thing went down? I definitely did hear about it. It was this good-looking girl next to a bag of bones. And Nicole Smith. Yeah. I think it was in the 90s. Uh, you're going to ask me like I was alive for that. Well, no. I mean, I feel like you might know about it. Most likely. I feel like we've heard about it, like jokes about it on the radio a lot growing up. Eminem probably referenced it in one of his songs. What was, who was it? I think is his name J. Howard Marshall? Was that him? No, it was J.P. Morgan. Yep, it was J. Howard Marshall. That's right. So J. Howard Marshall was a billionaire, businessman, academic lawyer, and government official. He married Anna Nicole Smith in 1994. And then he died in 1995. Wow. At the age of 90. Like this is such a famous picture. Of them getting married. With nobody there. Have you seen that picture before? Where it's just like oh, her yeah, her seen, and him. I've seen that. Yeah that was in 94. And then he died the next year. And so then at that point. Apparently what I heard. Or what I've, I've heard through people. Was that he basically. Left everybody. All of his children. Out of his will. Like his original family. It basically gave her all of his money. Wow. And I don't know how that happens or why that happened. There are a few unspoken of things, probably. Okay, so it goes, what happened to his money? The court kept the will and testament intact, and substantially all the assets in Marshall's estate wound up in trusts for the benefit of his daughter-in-law, 
Elaine Tedermer Marshall and her family. Okay. So I guess Anna Nicole Smith didn't get a whole lot out of that. I thought that she got a bunch from him. I mean, if he had a billion dollars, yeah, I'm mean, sure a, I mean a, she got something. A billionaire? But then I'm sure that his will had already been drawn up many, many times before he died. Yeah. I guess it just depends if he redrew it again after they got married or something. Actually, I want to see something real quick. So, like, you could have the shortest will ever if you just wrote, like, everything in my name goes to this person. Yeah. Would debt carry over, too? Um, I'm not sure how that works. If you're indebted, or you're in debt, and you die, where does that debt go? I feel like it cancels out because, I mean... You're not going to go after someone's family like, okay, now you all owe me this money now after this person owed me the money. I, I don't know how that works. Just leave in your will like all of my debt goes to this person. Oh, I didn't realize that. Oh, that's right. She died. Anna Nicole Smith. She died in uh, 2007. Overdose. Uh, most likely, I think so. Actually, but, yeah, drug overdose. You're right. Spot on. That's how all those bitches go out. <laughs> I don't think that's how they all go out, but that's how she did. Um, yeah, I, I want to know. Uh, it looks like heroin. No, I I, I don't care about oh, exactly. How she, I was trying to try to see like how much did Her, she, how much did she no? How much money did she get when? When he died. How much heroin did she buy with the money that she, he left her? Because I'm sure she at least got like 65 grand or something. So, Anna Nicole Smith's last will and testament. It indicated personal property valued at $10,000 and real estate property valued at $1.8 million with a $1.1 million mortgage at the time of her death. Damn. So, she basically got nothing. Yeah. Yeah, she got nothing from him. Oh, she was a stripper. But she was also an actor and a model. Actress. I'm sorry. Well, I I actually, I like to say actress whenever it's a female because that's how you're supposed to address them. But, I mean, I, I guess people just call girls actresses or actors, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. People don't care. Or they just, whatever. I... I, I don't care. I just know that there are people out there that will f ruin that will ruin their day if you say actor. Actor, like she, she's an actor. If you say that, boom, someone's day is fucking ruined. She, she was an actress, but also these websites think that she's an actor. <laughs> so I was reading it from the website. We need MLA citations. Dewey, you're, you're more than welcome to write them if you remember how to write them. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, those are the worst. So let's see. Oh, she was in The Naked Gun. You know that movie? Heard of it. That's the one where he's like, do you know who this guy is? He's like, I don't know. My memory's kind of fuzzy. 
And he's like, well, I wrote, he's like, he hands him twenty dollars. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's that. Movie? that that's the Naked Gun. That's, okay, I need to see that movie. That's, that's the Naked Gun. That's funny. As shit. <laughs> that movie is so funny. I need to see. I, I want to watch that scene. There's again. so many of them. There's like, there's I think three, three or four. Yeah, there's three. Okay, there's three. Because yeah, they did Naked One. O.J. Simpson was in them. Two. I mean, yeah, he was he was a movie star pretty much, and then um. She yeah. found himself in the back of a, a white Bronco. Um, wow. The third Naked Gun movie came out in 94. Mm-hmm. When in 94? March. Oh, that's so funny. His last Naked Gun movie came out like a month before the white Bronco thing happened. Damn. Like one month. That's well, nuts. At least they got their return on the movie. Yeah, they made 122 million on it. I guarantee you that their budget wasn't that big. Actually, I kind of want to know what their budget was. I don't know. It's kind of interesting to me, like seeing which movies kind of like made money or didn't, and like their budget and how much they got in return in terms of box office. But then, you know, there's all kinds of things that go into <laughs> the amount of money the studio makes. Um, tax. Well, no, because then they'll, they have contracts and, you know what I mean? Like, we talked about streaming services. And There's a ha- lot of people that go into it. Yeah. Because we talked about it last time. We were talking about, like, I was I was really interested in figuring out the contract that Warner Brothers signed with HBO Max to be able to stream Dune the same day it came out theatrically. Um, so it, it, had to be, it had to be a bunch. I mean, there's no way. Because then HBO gets a bunch of subscribers to watch this movie that they can just sit at home and watch it. I mean, yeah. So I'm just glad that that Dune did well. It did at least it did well enough for them to justify making. Yeah, so that's basically what it'll be uh, when new movies come out. It's just since they can't rely on um, DVD sales, it'll just kind of be who wants to sign a contract for this, right? So they can stream it as soon as it hits the theaters. And I don't think theaters as a whole will go away. I think, because we talked about this, this was a a topic of conversation years ago. And I remember listening to, actually, Jeff Ward. I was was listening to Jeff Ward talk about it. And he said, most movie theaters, as you know them, are going to go away. Because this was back before COVID. And it was just the idea of, technological progression because obviously it can be done and it has been done now as at the time of them talking about it, Jeff Warden, whoever was else on the show, it had been done yet. They haven't gone, they haven't taken a movie and put it straight on streaming the same day it goes in the theaters. It hadn't been done yet, but that's the direction everything was going. Right. But because of COVID it gave these streaming servers and a good excuse, big, lead way. big excuse to say, okay, this needs to happen. I mean, like the studio is like, we still need to make money. We already made the movie and we need to release it, but we can't send people to movie theaters to watch it. So watch it at home, send it to the streaming platforms. And that way we can at least make our money or at least try to make some of our money back. Yeah. So there was the excuse. And now the ball's already rolling. Now it's already happening. So the the, the conversation was, Movie theaters as a whole, like you go to the movies, you get your popcorn, you sit down, you watch the movie, movie's over, you leave. That concept is going to go away. Oh, for sure. But what what will not go away are the destinations. So 
places that serve food and beverages while you're in the theater. So Alamo Draft Houses, yeah. those kinds of places. Um, There's a bunch of them. Uh, I pick theater. I, I was going to say I pick. I pick in the, in the, yeah, it also used to be called something different. It was like Golden Something. There's one off uh, 620. I can't remember what it's called. There's like a movie house. Oh, yeah, there. movie house and eatery. Yeah, but those, that's another local place. But yeah, places that you're like, okay, let's go watch this movie. And we'll, you know, go out, get dinner. You know, you'll order at the theater, bring you food. You get your beer, you get your wine, you watch the movie in comfy chairs. That's kind of more of a destination versus, you know, you go out to get dinner, you get food, and then, but then you can just go home and go watch the, the movie versus like, okay, let's go sit down in a theater with a bunch of strangers, well, right? That, that whole idea, let's go sit in this in this movie theater with a bunch of strangers, that didn't really start hitting people's heads until COVID. When you start thinking about germs and shit. Well, yeah, but like the germs thing, sure. But then people are still going to concerts. People are still going to football games and basketball games. I was at a basketball game two weeks ago. I went to the UT game. Yeah, I was there with you this past weekend. So, I mean, like, but then again, that's more of an event. That's yeah. that's a spectacle. That's happening in real time, right? So, the, the regular movie theaters, the, the Regals... Um, AMC, because I don't think AMC brings you anything. They're coming. I mean, when you're watching the stock, like, yeah, you can watch the stock, but then you can also watch GameStop stop. GameStop stock. Yeah, there's a lot of talk with NFTs and GameStop and AFC. It's going to be their revival or something. I don't buy it. Not even for a second. GameStop, I don't know what before NFTs COVID, they can make. Before COVID, GameStop was on a free fall, they were a dying industry. And then there was just this hype that Reddit created. Because the hedge funds were trying to kill GameStop. That's why it was downfalling. They're, they were trying to take the, it off the market. They were shorting. Everyone was shorting GameStop. And honestly, that's probably what I would have done too. Because, I mean, they have, no, they have no business model. Because everyone can just buy their video games from their PS4s or PS5s. So they don't have to go to a store and buy a physical copy. And then GameStop doesn't even make that much money on the, on the new games. So they sell them now, like the... The next generation for 70 bucks brand new game i think gamestop per new game sale they get like six bucks from it all the all the rest of it goes straight to the the publisher yeah so they don't make that much money off a of new game that's why used games they, they always like do these promotions for used games come in and buy our used games because they have no ties to anyone they bought that from you for seven dollars and now they're selling it for 30 no they bought it from you for two dollars and now they're selling it for 45 exactly so that's how they make their money that was the whole business model but now because physical copies of games because uh ps5 there's a, a, a just a digital version and i think well, i was talking to was it on the podcast that i think that the next generation the next generation of gaming consoles that comes out well, there will this. not be physical copies there will be none. Because we're talking about in six years from now, there's not going to be any more discs. It's not going to happen. So, then you, you go to GameStop, right? Yeah, I'll, I'll drive to GameStop and I'll buy a download coupon from them because they don't have any more physical games. What they're going to have to do, sorry. What they're going to have to do is change their entire business model to just pre-owned stuff. So, if you want to go back and get an N64, if you want a GameCube, if you want a Wii, if you want a PS2 or PS3 and you want the games to go with them, that's where you go to get them. That would have to be their business model because trying to sell new stuff, selling new consoles, selling new games, they can't do it. They won't be able to compete. 
I don't think the next generation of consoles comes out for at least 10 years. It took from 2013 to 21 for the four PS4 to 5. No, it came out last year, so it was 2020. Still, that's seven years. Seven years. That's what I said, seven years. Six, six. I, okay, I said six. Six, seven years. I bet it takes ten. Okay, so what if it does? Actually, you know, I think you might be right about it taking longer just because you still can't get a console now that's been out for a calendar year now. And it's still a thousand dollars. Yeah, it's, like it's literally a thousand dollars to get a new to get a new console in the next generation. I mean, and it has a lot to do with the chip shortages and um, COVID. So that's the thing too is like it's so sad to drive by. Um, the Ford dealership down the street and just remember how, how packed it was just always full of vehicles, trucks and cars. And you drive by and there's like three cars in the lot. Yeah. I remember being told that this was, this was coming, this was happening like four or five months ago. And I was like, no, it's not like, that's okay. You're like, you're exaggerating, but no, like empty lots, legit, like empty lots all over the place. You cannot get new vehicles. So, and I don't know how long it's going to take for that to change. How long is the chip shortage going to last? I mean, we say we're the greatest country, but like Canada's or not Canada, China's got us by the throat. Yeah, but they they don't. So here's something that I, I pulled up. Production wise, they got us by the throat. The CEO of chipmaker ST Micro estimated that the shortage will end by early 2023. Damn. So this is going to go on for easily another entire year. Because another thing about it is part of the shortage is the reason people shortages weren't happening is because people weren't buying as much as they were getting shipped in. So there was still that overstock, that stuff that sits in the warehouse that hasn't been sold. But right now, everything they're putting out gets taken. Everything gets taken immediately. So right now, it's trying to correct what's negative and then get ahead of it. Right. And so here's another article from Yahoo. That was from PopSci.com. This is from Yahoo. Most analysts do see shortages being resolved by the end of 2021, but that would still require almost all of 2022 for this chip supply to make its way through the supply chain to end users. So that's what they're saying. Like it's, it's really not going to end for another entire year. Yeah. Uh, another entire year. And then some, it took, I, I got, it got delivered today, but I had, a, I ordered my new iPhone a month and it took a month to get here because everything's so behind. Yeah. And it was, someone was telling me that the reason this happened, I mean, it was just the perfect storm for this kind of thing to happen. It's like tsunamis. Like halfway across the world, I don't know if it's in Taiwan, those or those Vietnam. It's it's or the Philippines where they make most of these chips. Um, their factories have been destroyed, been disrupted. Also, COVID. Also, you know, natural occurrences. They just couldn't get people in to make them. They, they couldn't get the factories running. Um, let's see. Once everything turns to robots once everything turns to robots i mean once ai is making everything we won't have this problem of shortages it'll be making 24 7 we have to worry about paying people 
same thing with McDonald's. You think we really need to pay someone to make that burger? It's just a few measurements of time and heat. Right. No, it'll just be an entire supply chain. You know, you put it in, you put your you put your order into the screen, and then you go through the drive through. There's like an assembly line, and they just kind of make it like a factory, and then give them your payment, and you're done. But now, you know what that means? You can't get an extra McNugget. There isn't going to be that homie that's working in there that says, you know what, this person deserves another nugget. Or there will be the AI issue where you find 20 extra McNuggets. (laughs) Or the AI issue where you don't get your fucking order. (laughs) Or you get one. (laughs) So what PopSci, I'm not going to just go through PopSci on this whole thing because I want to read other people's articles, but what really caused the chip shortage in in their eyes or in this article's eyes is as the world shut down because of covid factories closed with it making the supplies need for chip manufacturing unavailable for months increased demand for consumer electronics caused shifts okay that would make sense that's definitely a part of it no doubt let's see this is from bbc uh, i don't know if i like bbc that much but whatever um Say millions of products, cars, washing machines, smartphones, and more rely on computer chips, also known as semiconductors. I want to see the why. Like, I know what's happening. I guess they didn't really do an in-depth about why it's happening. But, you know, obviously, COVID's a big part. But someone told me, oh, okay, here we go. This is what I was saying. Um... The situation's been developing for years, not just months. And I also knew that was true. Like, the semiconductor shortage had been going on before COVID. Like, that was that was a real thing. Um, this guy named Corey, or female, Corey Kose, I'm sure I, I butchered that, the analyst at Gartner, says that among the pressures facing the chip industry prior to the pandemic were the rise of 5G, which increased demand, and the decision by the U.S. to prevent the sale of semiconductors and other technology to Huawei. Didn't know about that. Huawei is a Chinese company. They make phones. They make they make uh, devices. And I heard that the United States basically banned their sales in the United States because, well, one, a lack of trust with the Chinese government because apparently Huawei and the Chinese government have a very close relationship and how... They could steal information from America. I mean, like just kind of like a, a thing of we just don't trust you. We just don't trust you. We don't want we don't want you to sell your phones or your devices here in the states. Chip manufacturers outside the U.S. were quickly flooded with orders from the Chinese firm. Oh, I saw the word flooded and I thought it was talking about tsunamis. Um. Okay, so maybe I should just look up tsunamis because that's what I was told. Maybe I was wrong. And if I can't find anything about it, then I won't say it again. Um, but, yeah, I feel like everyone agrees that at some point what, what's happening right now is was in- inevitable because the demand was so, so high, and there's just not enough. Yeah, product consumer rates have, like, I mean, like gone I mean, up by a lot of percent. So much, and demand keeps going up. I mean... Whenever they announced the PS4 and PS5, 
or I'm sorry, PS5 and the Xbox console. I think Xbox shorted the PS5 by about $100. Because I think the list price for a PS5 was like $450, and then you could get the, the uh, that was for the digital one, but then the physical one was like 500 and then the Xbox, the new one, Series X, whatever it's called, I don't even know. They keep using X's, and I don't really, I don't like it. But I think that was four hundred. But now you can't get either of them for less than a thousand dollars. Like a real one, like you can trust that you're getting what you're paying for. You kind of have to spend a thousand dollars to get it, which is insane. Yeah. If it's, you didn't pre-order one, even if you pre-ordered one, you probably didn't get one. I mean, if you, if you pre- Nick's, Nick's had one for a long time. Well, I don't know if he if he pre-ordered his. I think he did. I thought his girlfriend bought it for him. That too. Wouldn't you like to be in that situation? Yeah, like, everyone makes memes about it. You know what yeah, I mean? Like there are literal memes about that that went around for an entire year. Like, and we are close with someone that lived like, that fucking meme. That had the uh, had the meme. The meme happened to him. Um. Yeah, you know it's. It's sad. So the whole chip shortage thing is going to go on for at least another entire year. Uh, you know, and unless you know things stay on track the way they're supposed to keep going. So this guy's knocking on wood for the world. Well, I mean, it sucks. It sucks for everyone. It you, no one wants to be in this situation. It, it hurts everyone. But then maybe you should just be less of a consumer and just. I've been wearing the same clothes for the last like eight years. Maybe five or six at least. That's so, fair. I'm not. A, I'm not a consumer. You are kind of a consumer, though. You just bought a brand new iPhone. Yeah, because I've had my other one for the last four years. And it's on its last leg. I, I ran it to the ditch. And I need a new phone. That's you being a consumer, though. I bought one phone. I've gotten everyone buys one phone, and until they need a new one. Yeah, most people get that upgrade plan where they get the new phone as soon as it comes out. Kurt has that plan. He's telling me about it. He pays like an extra five bucks a month, and then whenever the new phone comes out, he gets it basically at Christmas time. So he'll get the new phone at Christmas time. I just get a new phone whenever my mind just doesn't work. And I'm, I'm a consumer too. I know I am. Um, and I feel bad about it. Like I feel guilty. Like. Don't worry. It's it's hard. It's out there with worse problems than you. No, I know. But at the same time, just being in in, you know today's society, it's almost impossible to not be a consumer if you live in the United States. If you live in a a somewhat metropolitan area, I mean, everyone's basically everyone's just a consumer. No one's. You can go. I mean, you can go out, go out to the sticks, and people are very self-sustaining, living off of the things that they have. I mean, that's kind of how we were intended to live. Not, you know, mass conglomerate industry. I remember writing a, a paper for my nutrition class recently. And something that it, it made me remember was that, how, I mean, you know how gross like the, the mass slaughtering meat industry is? Like it's so, it's, awful. it's brutal, like how bad it is. Yeah. At some point in my life, I'd like to be able to go hunting and kill my own food and to be able to eat it and live off of that. 
and and just do that, you know, whenever I have to. So whenever it's deer season, go out and kill a deer, and I can live off of an entire deer for like two years, maybe, maybe three years, and then go on another hunt, another deer, maybe go get a bison, or <laughs> where do you live, Montana? Well, no, you go on a hunt. You know, go out with a couple friends, go on a hunt. You get an entire animal to yourself, and then you can you literally have food that you can sustain yourself with that you killed. Yes, that didn't go through an entire immoral slaughtering process, and it's terrible for the earth. Um, and then now you have that, and then that's what you get to eat. But then there's a reason why there's deer season. And that's why there's a reason you can't just go out and kill as much as you want. You have to repopulate, right? But then again, I don't think everyone can just can do the same thing. Because then if everyone decided they're going to go out and kill a deer during deer season, then there's going to be no deer left. Like there's so that's the idea. You get tags. You can only kill so many. Right. You can only kill so many. One, but also you can only kill them during a certain time of year. So you have to let them reproduce. Um. But that's what I'd like to do at some point. If I can get to, if I can get to that point. I'm going to go out with Sam as his lease. Sam as a lease? Yeah. Can't really hear you. Yeah, I'm going to go out to the lease with one of my buddies. Where's his, where's his lease? I know it's like, it's about three hours away. That's all I know. It's about three hours away? Hmm. Dale, I don't know. And what would you, what would you hunt? Deer. Deer? Hmm. They already went once this season. Oh, that's cool. I was, we're planning on going again right after Thanksgiving, like the weekend. Like Thanksgiving happens on Thursday, leave on Friday. So I think deer season closes the very beginning of December. Yeah. Actually, I want, I want to make sure. I think Texas deer season. I mean, is there like different states have different seasons? It's probably a good question. I would, I, I could assume. I, I feel like different states that can make their own rules and laws about when Deer season is. You go out to Alabama, you can shoot all damn year. Okay, it's until January 3rd. Okay. So, Texas Parks and Wildlife said white-tailed deer is from... Wait a minute. For archers. Oh, bow hunting? Bow hunting. You can bow hunt white-tailed deer in early October, but general deer season is from November to January in the north zone. And... November 7th to January 17th in the south zone. Okay, so yeah, it does. It's up to the states to decide when their deer seasons are. Which makes sense. I'm I'm very okay with that. But that'd be cool. Yeah, that have been deer hunting before. I'd like to at some point. Death hunting was cool. It was I talked to um Jonathan recently. I swapped on, up on a story because he was, I think he was hunting. I said, what are you hunting for? And he goes, duck. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like, where are you? He's like, oh, you know, he's out in some place. I was like, okay, well, that's neat. Didn't know he liked to hunt. Um, but, yeah, at some point I like to hunt for, I think, just about anything. I think it'd be pretty cool. I've actually seen a bunch of videos. Oh, you want to go hunt rhinos and elephants, you sick bastard? No. Things that you are said anything, you motherfucker. Things that are legal to hunt, where I won't get crucified. Um, I don't know why, but have you ever stopped doing that? Have you ever watched uh, hunting videos on YouTube? 
Kurt introduced them to me recently. And in the last month, we were just like kind of chilling one night. And it was probably about 1030 or so. He's like, oh, Brad, I got to show you this video that I saw earlier. And it's just like these guys that go out and you can watch their hunt. And they're hunting duck. And it was cool. It was like cool to see like what that experience kind of looks like as a whole. But then he just keeps going. Like, there's just so many videos. Like, oh, yeah, look at that bird. Like, look at this hunt. I was like, oh, that's awesome, man. Like, that's super cool. Um, but, yeah, I didn't, know, I didn't know you could look up hunting videos on YouTube. Um, there's just about anything on YouTube. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I want to see what this was. You know that movie Airplane? Mm-hmm. The really famous one? Yeah. Well, okay. It's just, it's, okay. I want to see what its budget was versus its uh, box office. But I don't, I don't think I'm going to be able to find it. Um, the original Lego Gun came out in 1988. Hmm. But, anyways. Um,. Yeah, hopefully that, that chip shortage thing gets figured out soon. You just like went back to like four things we talked about before the hunting topic. You just like hit. I know two things. I know. I was just that's just how my mind works. I don't I don't know what to tell you, but hopefully it it gets resolved sooner than we think. You know that'd be great. Or maybe it gets worse. What if it does get worse and we don't have chips until twenty thirty? I don't think that would happen. I think what we, if it's a conspiracy theory? Can't disprove it. Well, I don't know if that's a conspiracy theory. That chip shortage stays until twenty thirty. Where are your facts, bro? Yeah, where are your facts? They're MLA cited on this Google Doc. Let me see. It's on my other computer. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll look at that later. Okay. No, I don't think it's going to happen until twenty thirty. That just wouldn't make any sense. That's where my deodorant went. I actually forgot. I thought I lost it. Well, you didn't. Did you hear what uh, Carlos Correa said today? No. Well, first of all, he turned down his qualifying offer from the Astros. As, which, ex- as expected. Which now he is going to explore free agency. But today, he said that Derek Jeter did not deserve any of the gold gloves that he got. Now, I was like, first of all, there's no need to say that. Like, you don't you don't have to say that because Derek Jeter won Gold Glove in 2004, five, five, six, and then 2010 or 2009. He had five. He had four. Oh, Derek Jeter had four Gold Gloves. He's not wrong. Now, Carlos Correa is not wrong in what he's saying. But I don't think it needed to be said. Because maybe he doesn't want to go play for the Yankees, you know? Because, I mean, every every Yankee fan's like, we don't care if he's great, we want him, that kind of thing. Or I think most Yankees feel that way. But he goes, I could see that as a move to hope the Yankees are like, okay, fuck this guy. Maybe. I mean, if he really doesn't want to play for the Yankees, then yeah, you say something like that. But I don't know if that's going to affect them sending him a, a pretty sizable offer. Maybe he's just toying with them. Or maybe he was just being brutally honest. And I think that's what he was. I think he was being completely honest about how he feels. Because if you go back and you look at Derek Jeter's stats in the years where he won gold gloves, 
And like, you, you've seen Derek Jeter. He's made some spectacular plays. Like, I mean, you know the Jeter throw, like the backhand jump yeah. throw. Yeah, I mean, everyone knows that throw. But if you compare his fielding stats with some of the metrics that we have today, like defensive run saved, um, fielding war, stuff like that, he would rank like not even in the top 20 in those stats for people playing other shortstops in the same year. So like in like basically throughout his entire career, he basically ranked pretty low in all a lot of the defensive stats. Um, but then again, he's made he's like on big stages. He's made big plays and right when they they needed to happen. Yeah. But also consistently through his career, he just wasn't that great of a shortstop. But like consistently, like he was a great hitter, and there's no doubt about it, great hitter. Yeah. I think in the last what was his last three years of his career, the last four years of his years of his career. He almost didn't play shortstop because you know he kind of wasn't there. But then I forget who it was. What's the, what's the is it the GM of the Yankees? I mean, you wouldn't know his name, but okay, fuck you. Well, then what's his name? I don't know exactly. They had an interview with him. Like, is is Derek going to play shortstop? This is probably like 2010. Is Derek Jeter going to play shortstop next year? And he said. For the time being, it seems like he is because he had a really good strength and conditioning regimen and he looks better and he's got more range. So they were already considering like moving him to the outfield and not letting him play shortstop because he just wasn't as good of a shortstop as they needed. So to say he didn't deserve any of the gold gloves he got, maybe. Because Carlos Correa just got his first one. He got his first gold glove that was this year. I feel like he could say that if he had four under his belt. If he had four years that looked better than Derek Jeter's four gold glove years. He probably does. Like his... The I, I would say the, the years where he didn't win the gold glove. I mean, he's what, like 25, 26? Something like that. He's young. He's youngish, yeah. He's like 25, 26. Um, you could say like the last four years, going back to 2017... Maybe all four of those years, he looked better defensively than Derek Jeter, Derek Jeter did in all four years he won the gold glove. And then Carlos Correa just won it. And I'm not saying he did. I'm just saying he could. I'm saying it's a possibility. You have to go hey, back did and... Derek Jeter steal signs and win a World Series? I don't think so. Well, right now the Yankees are... And then you see, that's the kind of what's ironic about it. I was like, yeah, you don't deserve the gold gloves, but also did you cheated in 2017 and you won the World Series. Did it help you win the World Series? Uh, maybe for the golden glove no, but for hitting wise, maybe. But they're all also already a really good team. I mean, so do you think if they didn't steal signs, they would have lost? I don't know. I'm not going to speculate on that because I don't know to the extent of what that looks like. I don't because what I do know is they they didn't do it in the World Series. They didn't. I don't think they did it at all in the playoffs. Because every other every time that you could see, well. That's what I'm saying. I'm not going to speculate. I don't know. I don't know enough. I don't think most people do know enough to be able to say definitively, like, oh, yeah, they were definitely cheating in the, in the playoffs. They were definitely cheating in the World Series. I mean, do you know? I mean, yeah, we don't know for sure. But when the season's over, World Series is won by the team that was supposedly cheating. All fingers are going to point to the fact that they used it in the playoffs and World Series. But also the Yankees are also going through their own sign-stealing deal right now. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's that happening. awesome. I actually really like the sound of that. I mean, I do too, just because I'm tired of, you know, being an Astros fan and just getting all kinds of crap for being an Astros fan. It's like, well, I've been saying this for so long. Literally everybody cheats. 
Everybody cheats. And the yeah. Astros just got caught. Yeah. So. Um, anyways. I think it's been a good one. Well, no, I wasn't done. Damn. I was. Okay, well, come on. Also, so the Carlos Correa also got the platinum glove this year. Hmm. Ever heard of that? Is it better than Golden Glove? They just they picked the best fielder from each league. So in the American League, Carlos Correa won the Platinum Glove. Only one person gets it. And then in the National League, Nolan Arenado got it. Just two people. Golden Glove. Golden Glove is for, they give one for each position in each league. So then there's a total of 18 gold gloves. And then there's two Platinum Gloves. And Carlos Correa got the Platinum Glove. And I don't know when they started doing that because that, that's new to me. Actually, I kind of want to know. Can you get a gold and a platinum? Or if you get a platinum, it just says, oh, yeah, you have gold, too. No, Carlos Correa got both. And Nolan Arenado got both. I mean, I feel like if you get one, you're going to... If you get the platinum glove, you probably got the golden glove, too. First. That's kind of fucking someone out of a gold glove. Like, if you're going to get the platinum glove, we already know he he's good enough for a gold glove. Let's give the gold glove to the second best. <laughs> platinum grove? No, platinum glove. 2011. So all gold glove recipients are eligible for the pair of league platinum gloves with the two winners determined through fan voting. And they started doing it in 2011. So they started doing it 10 years ago. Okay. So the platinum glove is a fan vote. The gold glove, I don't think is. I think the gold glove is done by the committee. The, uh, Baseball Writers of America, maybe. They're giving out a bunch of awards right now. Um, I think I just saw Max Kepler. No, not Max Kepler. Um, anyways, the, the the Giants manager won the National League Manager of the Year. I forget his name. He, he was the manager for the Phillies for some time, and then he got fired. But, okay. Anyways, yeah, a little, a little bit of Carlos Correa drama to end this. So... Anyways, I don't know if that sound translates over the mic very yeah, well. It probably doesn't. It's okay. Thank you. <laughs>